Hello and welcome to the West Road and Wesley Community Church Listen Again podcast. We are delighted that you're joining us. Our prayer is that what you hear today encourages you and builds your faith. Hi there, my name is Gavin. Uh, I work for Berry Christian Youth, as you've already heard today. Um, David Oakley has invited me to speak today uh, to you about love. I want to talk about a slightly broader love than just romantic love, but I also want to recognise that it is Valentine's Day. So I've got my wonderful heart up on the wall for us today. And uh, I wanted to quickly share with you a Valentine's Day story. Now, love is a very powerful emotion. I'm sure you'll agree. People do some pretty silly things when they are in love. Uh, this story comes from Milton Keynes. Uh, there's a couple there that love technology uh, and each other. And um, basically, uh, there's these little delivery robots. I don't know if you've seen them in the press or you've been to Milton Keynes and seen them yourselves, but basically in one area of the town, these little delivery robots, they're powered by um, GPS uh, to deliver your shopping to your door and they can also deliver your takeaway as well. Pretty good things. Apparently, they've been really popular in lockdown. Now, this guy, Ben, he got in touch with the guys who make these robots and said, hey, would you mind taking an engagement ring round to my girlfriend? And they said, yes. So he went round to his girlfriends and said the big question, uh, will you marry me? The ring arrives in the uh, robot and she takes the ring out and says yes uh, and on the on the way uh, out for this robot it does this little wheelie in celebration so it's a pretty cool story apparently it's somewhere on youtube to watch as well um, but yeah people do some pretty crazy things when they are in love now um i don't want to talk to you too much about romantic love today because i want to talk to you about uh, love for god and love for our community and love for others around us Okay, today we're going to look at Matthew 22, verses 34 to 40. The context of this passage, uh, in the previous chapter, uh, Matthew 21, you basically see that Jesus has got this really triumphant entry into Jerusalem. There's people laying down their, their outer garments, their coats, uh, and their um, palm leaves on the ground and waving them in the air just to welcome Jesus in, and really praising his name as he enters Jerusalem. But the mood very, very quickly changes as we read on through Matthew 21 and 22. Uh, religious groups of that of the day were, were kind of gathered around and they were sort of just questioning Jesus about, um, is he the son of God? Where does he get his power from? And many, many other things. They just wanted to find out who on earth he was. OK, let me pray before we get into our Bible passage for the day. Lord, would you come and meet us? Lord, as we are, wherever we are right now watching this, Jesus, I pray that you'd meet us in our homes or wherever it is and really speak to us, Lord, through what I've got to share today, plus uh, this particular Bible passage as well. Amen. OK, so we're going to read from Matthew 22, verse 34 to 40, the greatest commandment. Hearing that Jesus had silenced the Sadducees, the Pharisees got together. One of them, an expert in the law, tested him with this question. Teacher, which is the greatest commandment in the law? Jesus replied, Love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. And the second is like it. Love your neighbour as yourself. All the law and the prophets hang on these two commandments. Okay, just a bit of background to this passage. So you have these religious groups, the Pharisees and the Sadducees. 
they basically, basically got different agendas um, on opposing sides of arguments and they don't particularly like each other, but they united in one issue that they both dislike Jesus and what he represented. Uh, they have been thinking, you know, they've probably been sort of thinking up plans to catch Jesus out. So they, they've put forward this guy who's an expert in the law. Uh, in other translations, it describes this guy as a lawyer. Now, lawyers weren't our, like our modern day lawyers uh, in courtrooms, etc. Lawyers were like the scribes of their day. Their job was simply to write copies of the law. The law is the first five books of the Bible. So they're very religious, uh, knowledgeable teachers. Okay. So this, law, this lawyer is basically going to test him uh, and question him. And in verse 36, it says, teacher, which is the greatest commandment in the law? To be honest, this is a bit of a dishonest question in that culture at uh, that time. He was looking for something to trip him up, maybe that something that uh, would side him with certain religious group of the day uh, or something that would have shamed him in some way as well. You see, in the Jewish culture, there's not just 10 commandments, but to uh, rabbis in those days, there's 613 commandments in the law. Uh, these dictated fairly strict ways that a person should live their life. And this would have been a common debate in Jewish culture. What is the most important commandment to follow? Now, if you or I were facing this kind of question, we probably would have uh, stumbled a bit. And in the context of this conversation, this would have been like, I guess, walking through a, a minefield. But thinking about ourselves for a moment, uh, we do and can occasionally find ourselves on the receiving end of some pretty tough questions, you know, with some people who don't yet know Jesus. And we don't always know how to answer um, those very, very difficult questions when they do come our way. But what we shouldn't do is let the world around us dictate how we should live our lives, as some people would have done in the context of this passage. And the Bible says in Romans 12, do not conform to the patterns of this world. We need to live out what Jesus has called us to do. And it's really important to say this as well. Uh, we're all growing in Christ. Uh, we don't ever make it to some kind of benchmark and we're, we're all done. You know, following Jesus is always something that we need to keep going with whatever age we are. And I promise uh, you, it really is the best decision we can ever really make. OK, so getting back to our passage, verse 37. So Jesus goes into a new era of insight by answering not only which commandment is the greatest, but how people might go about fulfilling it. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul and all your mind. And this would have been a repeat of um, Deuteronomy 6 verse 5. And then he adds the second commandment from Leviticus 19:18: Love your neighbour as yourself. And he joins the first commandment by saying it is like it. Both of these commands would have been known to the audience listening, but certainly not connected in this way. So what Jesus is saying here is loving God is linked to loving other people or loving our community. It's kind of like this outward love, loving God and loving our community. Let's talk a bit more about loving God. Now, putting God first in our lives is a challenge sometimes, isn't it? Giving God our all, it says in the verse that we love God with all our heart, soul and mind and put him first above the rest of the stuff in our lives. Now, I did a survey with around 50 church going young people from a church I used to work with a few years ago. 
And um, basically, I asked them to do a, a list of their top things or top people in their lives. And it was really interesting reading some of the results. Some said God, family, friends, but the overwhelming majority put their mobile phone as the best number one thing in their lives. And this was only highlighted by the following thing. The second thing on the list was that their mobile phone charger uh, was the second most important thing in their lives. It's a challenging culture our young people are growing up in. But God can slide down our list of priorities, can't he, if we don't prioritise him? Think about when you first fall in love with someone. It's amazing, isn't it? But when life's realities happen, maybe when uh, kids come along or difficulties or even lockdowns, it tests us, doesn't it? We have to work hard to make that relationship work as it should. Or things can begin to kind of erode away, you know, that love. Uh, and it's the same when we follow Jesus. When we first made that commitment to follow Jesus, I'm sure we were on fire, weren't we? We can't get enough of the Bible on praying uh, and we want to attend every single Christian conference going. Uh, but we get a bit familiar um, with it, can't we? We kind of lose our way a bit and God can then slip down our priority list over that time. But the cross shows us how much Jesus loves us. He risks everything for us, uh, all because he loves us so, so much. And he knows us personally and he has great plans and purposes for each and every one of us. Whether you're young or old or anything in between, um, God is, you know, should always be top of our priority list. And I wonder where God is in your priorities today. Loving others, let's take a moment to think about that. And in verse 39, it talks about love your neighbour as yourself. And I want to define neighbour a bit, uh, as we've done so a little bit already. We're not literally talking about your next door neighbour. Um, we're basically, you know, basically Jesus means anybody. Your entire community around you, your family, your friends, your local community, and even those around the world. That's really challenging, putting the needs of others on a level above or on a level with yourself or above your own needs. And it's really important to say that we're not called to have a really low self-esteem so we don't have to you know, raise the benchmark high for others. That's not what God's calling us to, to, to do. We need to know that God wants us to love ourselves properly. Often people don't love themselves and God calls us to live our lives to the full, full exciting lives that are centered on loving God first. Over the last year, uh, I've loved hearing some stories from different churches here in Bury. Christians serving their local areas, blessing people with um, food and toiletries, picking up prescriptions and setting up community WhatsApp groups, keeping in touch to encourage each other. God must be so pleased to see the church rising up and taking action in this way and really loving their community around them. I've also loved hearing stories of people sharing their faith in Jesus too. And when I read that verse, love your neighbour as yourself, it causes me to question, what is the best thing we can do for someone? Yes, there's some practical needs, but ultimately we want to share our faith, don't we, in Jesus? And do we do that? Recently, pre this third lockdown, I was invited in my role with BCY to join with another local church here in Bury. Uh, we were going out for a session uh, on the streets to basically share the good news of Jesus with whoever we met. So a small team of us went out uh, onto one of the estates here in Bury and met with many, many people, including a bunch of young people as well. Uh, and it was fascinating. 
we had some incredible conversations and this may not um, be news to you but there's a whole bunch of people who are hurting right now you know struggling with all kinds of issues you know finances mental health self-worth the list really goes on and on but i believe at this time um, people are asking life's big questions as well and i really believe that people are searching for love and hope and i believe that love and hope are only found in jesus that day we got to pray for a bunch of people and a few um, people even said yes to jesus even there and then on the streets it was quite an amazing day now we can't actually go out on the streets in that way in lockdown uh, and we could be thinking ah oh, you know um, we're in lockdown we can't physically go to church right now so i can't really tell my friend or my neighbor about jesus but several churches in the uk are saying people are joining their churches right now in lockdown you know i, I heard some astonishing uh, numbers uh, for, for people doing church online which is really good and, and just to highlight a quick story there um, in america rick warren who wrote the purpose-driven life he leads saddleback church uh, they've seen an average of 80 people a day join their church, even in lockdown. You know, over 40,000 new members are, are at their church this year, over this past year. And that's incredible. According to uh, some research even here in the UK by Tear Fund, uh, I heard that one in four people have watched an online church service. And plus around 50% of young people said they'd prayed. There really is an opportunity right now to, to reach out to people. And it might seem strange to say this, but there really, really is an opportunity for us to reach out in Jesus' love. Gavin Calver, the CEO of the Evangelical Alliance, recently wrote a book along with his wife, Anne, called Unleashed. Now, Gavin and um, Anne Calver are great communicators. In fact, uh, we were lucky enough to have Gavin Calver speak at our BCY uh, 30th anniversary event back in November. That's up on our Berry Christian Youth YouTube channel. If you want to go and grab a, a watch of that at some point when you've got a moment, it's really, really good. Now, this book, uh, Unleashed, is all about living like the early church in the book of Acts. Uh, in the Bible and it's all about taking confidence to share your faith and why it's so important. One quote really stuck with me and it simply says this, never underestimate your influence. And then they go on to say, you're uniquely placed to make a difference for the kingdom. We probably all have like several relationships with people who don't yet know Jesus. So I encourage you to never underestimate your influence. We have been uniquely placed, whether that's in terms of our, I don't know, our location or our work, school or university, wherever it is to make a difference uh, to those around us. And I really believe that many people will be interested in what we have to say. And I love the vision that you have uh, here at West Road Church and Wesley, you know, to be Jesus centered people longing to see lives transformed in Bury St. Emmons. Uh, and beyond. Amen. Let's play our part in that. Okay, a quick look at the verses, uh, verses 36 to 39 in our passage. There's one more thing that I just want to draw out for us today. So Jesus says to us, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind. This is the first and great commandment. And the second is like it. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. There's a connection between loving God and loving your neighbour. You can't say, I love you, God, but I don't love my community. Or I don't love you, God, but I love my community. 
Jesus intends for connection between these two things. And it's interesting, um, the Gospels uh, stories don't share any other commandments that Jesus shares. This, these are the two commandments that Jesus shares across the whole of the Gospels. So these, this is the most, this is why it's so important that we, we catch this today. Jesus preaches about a law of love above all else. Uh, and Jesus lived it out in his life. Uh, we see so many examples in the New Testament of Jesus spending quality time with God alone, praying up on a mountainside or whatever it is in a quiet place. But there are many stories of Jesus loving those closest to him, but also loving people on the fringes of society as well. Those who are almost outcasts from their community. He, is, he just goes the extra mile and shows them love and care. So let us follow Jesus' example as we love God and others. I just want to pray for us to finish today. Um, so if we just want to bow our heads for a moment so that we can pray about some of the things that we've been talking about. God, I thank you for your presence with us this morning. We love you, Lord. We've been thinking a lot about love um, this morning. So God, would you help us to trust you and want to really follow you in every area of our lives? God, help us to live lives that love and worship and honour you. And we want to love you first before anything else. Even as we're in this um, lockdown season, help us to know you're with us as we reach out to others in their practical needs or just being a listening ear on the phone. Help us to be strong and courageous, Lord, as we invite people to church. Whether it's a text message, a phone call, or a socially distant conversation over the garden fence, whatever it is, Jesus, I pray that we would take that up and we would love others as you love others. I don't know if a name has popped into your head this morning as I've been speaking, um, but maybe there's someone there that you could uh, reach out to this week and just encourage you to be bold and courageous. Let's never underestimate our influence uh, that we have in someone coming to know Jesus. Thank you, God. Amen. Guys, thank you so much for watching. See you another time. Bye. If you enjoyed today's podcast, we'd love to hear from you. So check us out on social media at West Road Church BSE or go to our website, www.westroadchurch.org.uk. Thanks for listening and have a great day.